0: One of a series we were calling Jesus Never Said That. I'm going to get to that here in a few minutes, but uh, first of all, I just want to welcome you back. Uh, if you've been coming here, and some of you might be, I, I, I know some of you might be brand new here uh, trying us out. We're so glad that you're doing that. So glad to welcome you as well. And uh, and I always like to take a minute just to look in the camera, say hello to everybody who's watching online. Thanks for uh, tuning in wherever and, and whenever you're watching. this so glad that you're taking advantage of that uh, as well. It's been a few weeks uh, since we've been here, so I hope you had a good Christmas, hope you had a good New Year's. Everybody have a good Christmas and New Year's, yeah? Yeah, 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 man, I'm ready to get back, it. Glad the kids are back in school. Woo. Uh, but uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. We took advantage of the break and traveled a little bit. saw all family. We had a really good time. And uh, here at, at, at River Ridge, man, we had an awesome Christmas here at River Ridge uh, for our Christmas services. We had four services. We saw 2,000 people here, everybody. It was awesome. Uh, good service, man. We, we worshiped, had a string trio here, uh, gave people an opportunity to place their faith in Jesus. And we even had snow. If you weren't here, check this out. We had snow. Here at River Ridge Church, it was awesome. Uh, it was gr- I loved that man. I loved, like my favorite part about service. I went to the stairs whenever you see me, and I just I just watched uh, the kids and adults uh, love the snow. Like it was we tricked somebody every service. They actually thought it was snow, so that was really fun. Uh, today was just an awesome time. And uh, so as a result of that, I figure that there are some of you in here today for the second time. Uh, that you came whether you're invited or you came to check us out on Christmas, and you decide, man, I got I'm, I'm coming back. Uh, or I'm going to give God a shot. Or, you know, you want to uh, actually take your faith uh, seriously uh, this year. That's one of the things you're going to do. And I want to tell you, man, if this is your second time here because of Christmas, or this is your first time, we are so glad you're, you made a great decision to be with us here this morning. Uh, and so real quick, what I want to do is I want to kind of tell you a little bit about who we are. Just really quick, uh, give you our mission. Uh, and here's our mission. It's really simple. Uh, here, here's who we are. This is what we're all about. The reason we exist, we are all about helping people take next steps in their journey with God that's it. That's our mission. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter where you've come from or what you've done or anything like that. We want to be a place where everybody is welcome to hear the story of Jesus because we believe Jesus Christ can change your life, okay? That's what we believe, and we want to help you get there and understand that. Not only understand that, but then find a purpose that he has for you to make a difference in your life and in your family uh, and also in the world. And we just want to be an open door for that to happen wherever you are in your journey with him. And and we also, at the same time, uh, we are relentless about removing as many barriers as possible that get in the way of that, including religion, by the way. Jesus never came to start a religion. He didn't do that. He actually came so that you could have a real, uh, vibrant, moving relationship uh, with a God who made you and loves you. That's why he came. He came uh, and not only to save you, but here's what we also believe. Like, we also truly believe uh, that God has a plan for us and God has a way to live that is better than anything else. Amen, everybody? Like, we just believe that. And we want to be on the journey of going towards what God has to say because that's a journey that takes us towards living a life with peace and love and joy and purpose and, and all that good stuff that could come our way. But but it can only come, everybody. It's only come uh, when we're walking and operating in the way that Jesus actually invites us to actually walk and operate in, to live out of the way that he tells us to do. And that's the thing. Uh, it takes steps. And, and, and in our culture that we live in, the culture does not tell us uh, how to take those steps with God very easily. So, so we come here uh, to help each other take those steps and where we are with God. And so, you know, we, we have programs and events and groups like Blair just talked about. We have groups that you can get involved in. Uh, all of that's geared, the next steps that we're starting this week, you know, all of that is geared uh, towards you taking these crucial, crucial steps uh, with God who, who made you and loves you. Uh, and also, a part of that is here on Sunday mornings. Uh, what we also want to do is, is we do it through teaching God's Word. We teach God's Word clearly and directly, and we also want to be really relevant with where God's Word stands uh, with the life that you're living. And So we could at least just know what God's saying uh, to us. We Because I think, uh, unfortunately, a lot of us get a little mixed up in what God actually says. I think we think we know what God says, uh, but sometimes we don't really know. And then it messes up with living God's way. Because uh, or, or we kind of hear a little bit about what Jesus says, uh, but not all of it. And we get confused Uh, With what faith looks like. And so I thought that what we could do is is start the new year off uh, by going into a series where we're going to be looking and talking about some major areas of faith, what that is, and how that intersects with our real lives, okay? Uh, And then we're going to see, like, what Jesus actually has to say about it instead of just kind of what we perceive or what we think that he says, okay? And today, we're going to start that series, we're going to start this series by looking at something that we all deal with. It's something that we all come face-to-face with uh, all the time, and it continues to be one of the most difficult things that we go through, and it's this, it's forgiving other people. That, that that's a huge area of faith uh and it's forgiveness okay now i'm going to tell you right now uh i have a ton of experience with forgiveness all right uh there is not a day that goes by in the tool household where one of us is not having to ask for forgiveness okay i'm not going to tell you that's ask for it more that's not point like i'm not telling you to ask for it more okay that's not relevant uh in this message okay uh b- that's not that's not what this is about. All right, it's not the volume that matters. It's the heart, okay, of asking forgiveness. But um, so I, I'm pretty experienced with forgiveness. But um, on a deeper level, on a deeper level, here's what I do know. I I do know uh, that there are many of us in here who have been have been really hurt. Have been hurt really badly by someone else. Just. Uh, by things, and there are things that have happened that, that you would not want to wish on any one kind of stuff that was done by someone, uh, either to you or even worse sometimes, even to somebody uh, that you love or that's really close to you. And I'm here to tell you uh, that I don't know what, what is represented in this room. I don't know. I, don't, I know it's here. I know it's there. Uh, it, but, but here's what I do know, and this is what I'm gonna tell you. I, I do have a few of those too. I don't know what yours is, but I have a few of them. So, so I'm not speaking about this from the cheap seats. Uh, I actually, I'm actually, i speaking about this firsthand with some of the things going on in my life. But, but I did want to understand a little bit about where some of you are with this issue of forgiveness. And so earlier in the week, if you saw it on our Facebook page, I just want to ask a question uh, and see what you guys had to say. And I just, we just asked a question, what keeps you from forgiving people? And, uh, man, as soon as we asked that question, we had a ton of people responding to that, and the answers came in pretty quick, and some of them hit me, man. I just felt the emotion there. Here are some of your reasons why it's so hard to forgive. This is what you all said. Uh, One of you said, uh, because they do it again in a heartbeat. That's why I I won't forgive. Another person said, when the person destroys your innocence. It's very hard to forgive when my innocence is gone. Uh, Somebody said, uh, because of their inability to accept what they did to me. Another person said, because uh, I have a fear of it happening again and of trusting again. That's really hard for me. And, and somebody else said, uh, that just dealing with the emotions that they created. Uh, it, it, so here's the thing, gang. I think it's very relevant to talk about. I think it's an issue that we have to have to get 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 out of there, see what Jesus says, and here's what I really think. I think it's time for some of you to actually find what God offers, and here's what I think. I We saw it in the first service, man. It was amazing what we saw in the first service, And I, because I think for some people in here today, as I was preparing and praying over this message, uh, I just felt like this message is going to for real set some people free today. Like in the name of Jesus Christ, you are going to walk out of here changed, and you're going to be set free from something that's going on that's been happening uh, for a long time in your life, and because uh, God is just going to do a work in in you. God's going to do a work, not just to show you what uh, forgiveness is, but what it actually can do uh, to you, what it can do. And so uh, I just think uh, what you're going to be set free from some hurt and from some pain. And honestly, the damage that's done to you, I just believe it. It's already happened. I've seen it and I saw it in the first service. I believe God's going to do something amazing here uh, today. But, but, but here's the question. How do we get there? How do I get there? Like, how do, I, how do I actually really get rid of the hurt? How do I get rid of the pain? How do I get rid of the bitterness? How do you get past that kind of stuff? And, and honestly, like, we do a lot of things. We really do. We do a lot of things to try to, to do it ourselves. And and I'll tell you what a lot of us do or at least try uh, to do to get there. And I'm gonna show us a statement here in a second. And and it's a statement that a lot of us say. And it, and it might not be specifically the statement that you use, uh, the words that you use, but, but the motivation is exactly the same. This is what a lot of us do to try to get through this. And what we say is, I'm over it, right? Like, that's what we do. We're like, I'm over it. I'm over it. Like, hey, listen, I used to care. I used to let it bother me, uh, you know, and all that stuff, but, but now I don't. Like, I don't care anymore. I'm just over it. I'm done. I'm done. And here's what I'm going to tell you. Just the fact that you're sitting there saying, I'm over it, probably means you ain't over it, okay? Like, that's what it means. Like, you know you're not over it because, you know, st- you do care. You still care. It still bothers you. And here's what I'm going to tell you today. Trying to remedy to this by acting like you're just over it, right, or, or that you don't care. Uh, or, or, you know, that if you can just put some distance, if I can just put some distance between me and that person, that's all I need to do. Or if I can just put some distance between me and that hurt, just by saying I don't care and saying I am over then then if, if I, that's just gonna take the pain and all that bass. Well, you probably know by now it doesn't work, right? It just doesn't work by just saying I don't care, saying I'm not hurt, because we are not made to not care. We are made and designed to actually care uh, about people and care about stuff like that. So, uh, But here's what I'm gonna tell you. God does have something to say about it. God does have a remedy uh, for this. There is a better way to deal with it than just by trying to stuff it or say, I'm over it. And here's the challenging part of the message for us today. I'm going to give it to you right off the bat, because the way that we need to deal with it, the way that God uh, has us to deal with this, it's the thing that you're going to immediately have pushback on you're immediately going to have pushback about it. And, and it's not this idea of forgiveness. That's not even where the problem starts. The problem start, doesn't start with the uh, forgiveness. The problem is actually with a word uh, that actually stops many of us from even entering in to forgiveness, and it's this word, trust. That's the word. That, that's what actually gives us pushback. See, here's the truth. The truth is about probably everyone in here. I bet you everyone in here knows a little bit about what God has to say about what faith looks like in some areas of life, right? All kinds of areas of life. We know what God says. We know what we should do, okay? But it's that we still have this pushback in actually doing it because we don't really trust the result that God says will happen if we do it. And gang, listen, nothing highlights that more than forgiving other people. Nothing highlights this idea more than forgive because when God says this, this is what he says. When God says, hey, listen, you know, do you want your ticket to uh, release and freedom and peace? Do you want that? Forgive other people. Like when God says that's the ticket, that's what you, that will get you there if you forgive them of that hurt. We don't really trust that'll happen and so what we do, we don't do it. Like we don't do it. We end up holding on to it instead of letting it go because like we don't trust him and we don't trust him, we don't do it. And, and, and here's why I think the big reason why so many of us do this is because I actually think a lot of us have a wrong understanding of what forgiveness actually is and what God really does have to say about it. So let's get to it. If, if you have your notes, go ahead and grab those. Get those out because uh, before we get into what Jesus does say about forgiveness, we're actually going to look at some things that he does not say forgiveness is. I think that's where a lot of us get, get messed up right off the bat. So let's look at what forgiveness is not fortainers. Here's the first thing that forgiveness is not. God does not say this. It is not reducing the offense forgiving someone is not reducing the offense I think many of us believe uh, we think if, man, if you forgive then what you're doing is you're minimizing the, the offense the seriousness of how that hurt was you're, you're reducing the seriousness of it or, or like you know you're saying that what happened is no big deal no no it, it's a big deal it, it, it continues to be a big deal it, it really is a big deal and, and it's a, God knows it's a big deal too Gang, listen, God never, ever says to just get over it, no big deal, like, what's your problem? He never says that. That's the first thing that forgiveness is not. That, 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 that should not get in the way for us to figure Here's the second one. Forgiveness is also not reconciliation. It's not reconciliation. Forgiveness uh, and reconciliation are two completely uh, different ideas. They're two completely different things. Uh, forgiveness is a, it's a one-person deal. It's a one-person game. Uh, that's what for, and, and reconciliation, it is a two or more person required game. Like you have to have more than one person involved in uh, reconciliation. So here's what forgiveness is. This is what forgiveness is. Forgiveness uh, is actually something that takes place between the person who was hurt and God. Not, it has nothing to do with the other person. That's what forgiveness really is. It's, it's something that takes place between the person who was hurt and God. And, and for any of us who are following Jesus, here's the thing about reconciliation. It is a goal. Like, it is a goal, but it is not a requirement. It is not a necessity. Forgiveness can happen, and reconciliation may not, and that's okay. Because here's the thing about reconciliation. It's dependent not upon God. It's dependent upon the other person, and you have no control over that other person. So you got to let that go. you got to let that go because it can only happen when the other person has really three things going on. When they're genuinely sorry for what they did when they come and, and ask forgiveness uh, for, for what that was and they and they have the courage to actually change that attitude or that behavior or whatever that was that caused a hurt, caused the pain. So here's what I would say. In a lot of cases, this is just true, And I wouldn't even say to go after it. I wouldn't even say it's even safe to go after reconciliation if that other person isn't ready to do that and that's not up to you. So forgiveness and reconciliation, two different things. Some, some actually would say, uh, some people would actually say this, um, I'm not gonna forgive them until they actually come and say I'm sorry. Like I'm not going to two problems with that. A, they may never do it. They may never ever do that. No matter how bad it they might never do it. And B, here, here's the other thing. What you don't realize is by doing that, by saying listen, I will never forgive unless they actually come up and say they're sorry. What you don't realize by doing that, you are actually giving the keys to the very person who hurt you to set you free. You know that? When you're saying you're giving them the keys to set you free by saying that. Don't do that. Don't do that. See, when we forgive, here's the truth, gang. When we forgive, we're actually setting a prisoner free, but the prisoner ain't the other person, it's you. It's you when we forgive, okay? So that's not reconciliation. Here's a third thing. Forgiveness is also not forgetting what happened. It's not forgetting. When you forgive, it's not about forgetting what happened. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. Like, you might not ever forget it. And I know, like, right now, so far in the message, you're like, Pastor, you need to be a little bit uh, more positive. Okay? All right, I'm positive you might never forget it. All right, like, I am positive that that might never happen. But here's what you need to know. Jesus never said to forgive and forget. He never actually said that. He did. He actually, his take on forgiveness is entirely different than that concept. It's, it's like from a whole different place uh, that he invites us not only to come from, but also to experience. He invites us to experience something through the forgiveness that he wants us to actually be a part of. Jesus actually talked about, but he, he never said forgive and forget. He talked about forgiveness a lot. Uh, we're going to look into one area. If you want to go ahead and open your Bibles up there, uh, we're going to be in Matthew chapter 18. Okay, and, and this is a really cool place where he talks about forgiveness, but he doesn't really bring up the issue until somebody actually asks, uh, asks him a question. All right, And then he sort of talks about it. So we're going to look into this. Uh, so Matthew 18, if you want to open up there, uh, and, and we're going to pick this up in verse 21, and here's how it starts. It says, Then Peter... Came up and said to him, Lord, how often will my brother sin against me uh, and, and I forgive him? As many as seven times? Seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you seven times, but seventy-seven times. Therefore, uh, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle a council with his servants. When he began to settle, uh, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Okay? And since he could not pay, His master ordered him to be sold with his wife and his children uh, and all that he had in payment to be made. So the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the master uh, of that servant released him and forgave him of the debt. Okay, so Peter, uh, this starts with Peter comes up to Jesus, okay? He comes up, he's like, man... I got this guy. Like, you know, like he's, you can tell he's like really bothering him. Uh, he, like he's really, really, this is really bothering him bad because he he, he says, man, how, when can I just stop forgiving this dude? Like, I mean, like seven times? How about that? That's pretty good. That's a pretty good amount. Like seven times good. Uh, it's a good click, right? Like that's what he's thinking. But, and actually, I don't know if you noticed, the, but the number seven in, in the times there in the Bible, it was actually a number that represented uh, completeness. Okay, it represented wholeness. And so Peter's thinking, that's a good, that's a good number, man. Like, I'm not going one. I'm not going to seven. That's good. and it rounds it up, uh, sort of completes the circuit. That's pretty good, Jesus, right? And Jesus goes, no, nah, no, nah, nah, How about seventy-seven? How about seventy-seven, Peter? You got to do it seventy-seven times. In another translation, uh, it's actually seven times seventy-seven is what uh, Peter or what Jesus says of Peter. And here's what you need to notice. This is what you need to notice. Like Jesus does not ask him, "Well, what happened?" You see that? He didn't say, well, what did the, hold on, what, what actually uh, went on so I can actually put a scale of forgiveness on this? He doesn't do that. Right away, what he does is he gives Peter a number that just blows seven out of the water. That was his point. He's like, I'm going to blow up seven. I'm just going to give it to you like that. And here's what he's saying. He did it as if to say this. Hey, listen, if, if you really want to be close to me, that's what you're asking. How many times do you forgive uh, before you're not really that close? If you really want to be close to me, then you can never, ever, ever stop forgiving people. Never because you're never going to get to 77. That's what you're never, ever going to have to ever stop forgiving people. And then he says, okay, I'm going to, he looked at him, he said, I'm going to tell you a story so you don't uh, forget it, so you, so you get this. And so he makes up a story. Now, whenever Jesus makes up a story, usually what he does is there's somebody who's God, there's somebody who's God figure, so the master is, is God, uh, you know, who, who actually is in the story. And then there's a servant. Uh, that's us. That's like everyday, average, ordinary people who owes this sum of money to the master, and so that's us. And so here's what he's saying in the story. So, so uh, average people, like, they come to this understanding. Like, in the story, they come to this, like, realization, like, man, uh, I owe God a whole lot. Like, I owe God, like, a bunch. I owe him a lot right now. How much do we owe? Well, Jesus helps us. He helps us understand how much we owe God uh, by giving this number, 10,000 talents, okay? Now, here's, here's what we need to understand, gang. Like, come with me right here. If you don't get this part of the story, you are not going to get the rest of the story because Jesus gives this whole idea through this number. Here's, he gave them and us a stupid number alright like here's how stupid this number in the, in the today's money what 10,000 talents is equated to is 5 billion with a B dollars okay like that's the number he's saying that he owes him that's what we owe God 5 billion dollars which cannot be paid by anybody in here right like uh, if you can't pay it come talk to me I got some good plans about what God wants to do here but like I don't, I don't think we can do that right and that's the point it's just it's an inexhaustible debt it's inexhaustible and so we come to realize, man, we come to God, and we're like, I can't I I pay that. I, don't, you know, I can't touch that. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I never will have that. Ne- I don't have it. And so the master goes, okay, okay, I got an idea. You're forgiven. Wiped away. Just done. And so Jesus right here, right here, gang, listen, he tells us right here, this is the beginning. The beginning of being able to forgive for every average ordinary person can only start when they first realize, man, like, God has forgiven me of, of an unbelievable debt. It's, it's, it's like inexhaustible, unbelievable. I can't even understand the amount of debt that he forgave me. This is, this is what we realize. This is what we realize. Those of us who understand, this is what we realize. We realize, like, God, God designed this whole world. Like, he created this world uh, in a world he designed. He made it in peace, by the way. He made it to stay in peace until we wrecked it with what we did. But, but how God designed it, uh, he made it to operate in a certain way. And, and here's what happens. When I go against that, Anything that I do to go against that, anything that I do to break uh, that rule or anything like that, what it does is it incurs a debt every time. Every time, it breaks the peace uh, every time. So every time I lie or every time I cheat, every time I think uh, romantically about somebody else other than my wife, you know, every time I do that or every time I, I don't, you're like, man, Manny, come on, man. Uh, I'm just generalizing. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, we all have it. We all have debt. Okay, we all have debt. Uh, anytime I, I do things that God doesn't want me to do, every time, every single time, every time, every time it incurs a debt. So I just want you to think for a second of the accumulation of that. Not for me, for you, okay? Like, think of the accumulation. And the amazing thing is, Jesus pays my debt. He just, all of it, just pays it. And it's amazing, everybody. It's amazing. Uh, this really is amazing. I don't, think this is ama- I don't think we think how amazing this is sometimes. It's amazing because, see, when Jesus went to a cross, like when he, when he stretched out on the cross, an amazing thing happened. There was this transfer that happened. And, and what it is, is my debt... Like my infractions, all the things that I did against God, all, the, all of that stuff, like my rebellion, all of it transferred to him. And then what happened is his stuff, his goodness, his righteousness, and, and his account is actually transferred uh, to my account. That's what happens. This is an amazing, unbelievable thing that happens. And so, when you come to understand what happened to you, like when you become a Christian as a result of that, it's such an unbelievable change. It's such an unbelievable change. It's unbelievable how good uh, and how generous God is, because what He does is He just ends up saying to you, "Hey, you know that said? Like, I'm not going to hold you to it. None of it. I'm not going to hold. You you don't have to. You don't have to. I'm not holding you to it. I'm just going to forgive it. I'm not going to make you pay for it. It's it's unbelievable." And what it does, gang, is it unlocks the ability. It unlocks the ability for you to forgive and be free. It, just, it turns you over, man. It turns you over when you realize that. Okay, so that's what Jesus is getting at. So the guy, uh, us in the story, like we're forgiven this crazy debt. Uh, but but Jesus isn't done with the story. There's, there's more that happens to this guy. So let's pick up the story from here. Here's what happens to this guy. He says, but when that same servant went out, uh, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a 100 denarii. And seizing him, he began to choke him. Saying, Pay what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down and pleaded with him, just like he did to the master. uh, And he said, Have patience with me and I will pay you. And he refused and went and put him in prison until he should pay the debt. And here's what happened when his fellow servants saw what had taken place, they were greatly distressed and they went and reported to their master all that had taken place. And then his master summoned the guy and said to him, You wicked servant. Like, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. And should not you have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay off his debt. Now, here's what Jesus says to them and says to us. He goes, so also my heavenly Father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from your heart. It took a turn. That story took a turn a little bit uh, with a guy, right? Like, just like, whoa, what happened there? Uh, This guy gets forgiven. Again, it's a stupid number. Like, crazy number that he gets unpayable amount. Master says forgiven, uh, wiped away. Uh, and then the master, he gets word that this guy is choking out a dude over 100 denarii. Okay? Now, we need to understand this amount again because we won't understand the story. So, so here's what 100 denarii is. Uh, it wasn't insignificant, by the way. It was not a small amount. But it was definitely different than, than $5 billion. It was equivalent today to about $20,000. All right, so payable, but but big, right? So so, And I, I actually find it interesting. I think it's interesting uh, because Jesus could have used any number, right? Like he was making up a story, so he could have used any number. I find it interesting uh, because he picked $20,000 uh, as if to say to me, and you, hey, like, I'm not saying that's insignificant. Like that pain, whatever that person did to hurt you, I'm not lo- overlooking it it's worth something i'm telling you i'm not i'm not saying that it's nothing that wrong that happened it's real but here's what i'm telling you. this is what jesus is saying uh, you need to understand that whatever it is i don't care what it is whatever it is it has no comparison to the debt that i paid for you that's what he's saying so master master comes the guy and he's like what are you what are you doing like he's like what are you, how can you you remember what i did for you how can you not forgive this guy after what i did for you right and so this is jesus point super important understand is jesus in this story to us today is he's saying i'm going to lay out for you two economies there are two economies that exist right here where we are today there's christ's economy here's the first economy he's saying and this is christ's economy christ's economy is you owe i pay that's what he's saying you owe you owe debt uh, i forgive it i'm gonna i'm gonna pay the debt And, and but that's not the world's economy Right? The world's economy is totally different. Here's the world's economy. The world's economy is you owe, you pay. Right? That's what it is. But, but here, here's where a lot of people actually get mixed up. Okay? This is where we get mixed up. So so many people, what you want to do is you want to sort of be in Christ's economy. Like you love being there because you're like, yeah, I'll take that. Like Forgive me. Yes, I'm all in. I'll eat it up. Like, give it to me all the time. I want it all the time. So we want to be in there. But then what we, we turn around and we live with other people out of the world's economy. It's crazy because we're like, no, no, you, no, 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 you owe, you pay, you pay up, payback's coming. That's how we want to live. We want to be over here in ourselves, but we, with other people, we live in this other world. And Jesus tries to get us to understand how crazy this idea is. He, he tries to get us there with the amounts that he gives. Like, just listen to this. This guy was forgiven five billion dollars, and you refuse to forgive twenty thousand. That's crazy. That, that doesn't make sense, gang. Listen. That doesn't make sense, does it? That doesn't make sense if, if we put ourselves in that situation. Jesus is trying to tell us, He's trying to tell us, man, listen, if you look at this, if you look at what I did, there is nothing. Do you hear me? Nothing that you can't work on forgiven if you truly have forgiveness from me. Nothing. Doesn't mean it will be easy. Doesn't mean it's going to be easy. Doesn't mean uh, that you're going to have to, you know, like take some steps Doesn't mean to come right away. But it also, by the way, it also does not mean uh, that you reduce the the offense by doing that. Doesn't mean that that you have to reconcile. Doesn't mean that you forget either. Doesn't mean any of that. But here's what he's saying: In order to be experiencing the good things that come from Christ's economy, to be be over here, in order to actually be over here, then you have to you have to be on that path of forgiveness to everybody. It's a crazy story. I was uh just trying to think of um how to like tell you what that looks like, you know what I mean? Like how does that? How I was trying to figure out how to tell you what this actually looks like, and I as I was preparing, uh, I came across this uh, video, and it was really amazing. Just a few months ago, a lot of you may have seen this, uh, but a few months ago, um, uh, a police officer uh, who had had killed an innocent man. Uh, she thought the man was in her apartment, but. But he wasn't. She went into the wrong apartment. She shot him, and he died. Uh, but she got sentenced, or she got convicted. And and so during her sentencing, during the trial, uh, the guy's brother, the guy's brother, decided to talk. Uh, and this is what he said to her. And I, I wasn't gonna ever say this in front of my family or anyone, but I don't even want you to go to jail. I want the best. For you, because I know that's what—that's exactly what both of them would want you to do. And the best would be give your life to Christ. I don't know if it's possible, but can, can I give her a hug, please? Please? Yes. If you want to know what it looks like? That's what it looks like. He, you know what I see? You know what I see? Uh, <laughs> I, I see freedom. That's what I see in that young man. I see freedom. I see a young man who understands something. He understands that if I hold on to this grief, if I hold on to this anger, then the hurt and the bitterness is going to kill me too. And he said, I'm not going to let that happen. And he recognized it. I love that. He recognized it ain't all my power. It's Jesus. Jesus gets me there. It's the only thing. I can't do that on my own strength because Jesus says, listen to me, you can't have it both ways. You can't live in both economies. And he said, I'm going to live in this one. I know what I get from this one, and I'm gonna actually not only receive, I'm gonna give from this one as well. You can't live for God and the benefit and the blessings of God and the joy and the peace and all that stuff comes if you let bitterness and resentment in your heart. You can't live in both places. You, you give up the blessings if you take up unforgiveness, okay? It's just as simple as that. It's the result of that. If you, if you hold on to unforgiveness, you're giving up the blessings of God. I mean, when I think about this, Uh, like, I think about my life. I think about, like, where I am. I think about where I stand with, like, ooh, like, am I, like, really open to forgiving, like, really, really open to forgiveness? Like, I want, because, man, like, I want to experience God's stuff. Like, I want to, I want that. I don't want that to go away. Like, I want it to come in my life, and so I think a lot about just being open-handed to forgiving. Like, even in, like, the, um, revenge fantasies I have, like, you know, the, uh, you know what I'm talking about, like, the daydreaming. Like, you know, you know, I'm not the only one, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, like the boss who doesn't give you credit, you know, and you're like, Oh yeah Like you're just sitting there, you're like, Oh yeah They get she gets fired and it's oh yeah, she's crying and she's like, Oh I wish I gave him credit, right? Like you're like that or you know, or the person that broke up with you in college, you're like, oh man, like they just got this weird skin thing. Oh yeah, and they got bad bunions and they had gingivitis. Oh yeah, yeah. Like you know, like you know what I mean. I'm like, and we do it, we do it, right? We do that. I'm thinking about myself, and I'm like, man, just like we think of these things. And here's the thing, like, uh, it's, it's fun, but like God sees it, and He's like, no, no, man. Like you're not, you're letting this rule your heart, man. You're letting skin in there, and unforgiving and resentful. And it's just not good. And and like I, I need to be way more open to not even doing that, because I'm like, here's why. This is why why do it why do what jesus says to do not only because he says to do it but man i'll tell you why i do it because i know what i want like i know what i want here's what i want like i want as much as god blessing to come in my life i want as much that could come my way to come i need it like i need it for my life and i need it for my sanity i need it for my peace and all that so i don't want it to go away and so what jesus is saying is like it's going to go away if you let that kind of root around in your heart okay so let's just say we want to do this let's just say we want to do this Say, man, I don't want to let that rule my heart. I want to be in Christ's economy. I don't I only don't really want to receive forgiveness, but I want to be somebody who is open-handed to actually give that out as a result, uh, not let bitterness or hurt take away. So three things, three keys to actually allow this to happen if that's somebody that you want to be, if you want to live in Christ's economy. First thing, three keys. Third thing is I got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Got to keep my eyes on Jesus. Here's what I want to say really quick. I don't have a lot of time. Listen, your ability, this is, you got to your ability to forgive is determined by who you will ultimately focus on. You catching that? Your ability to forgive, it is going to be determined by who you ultimately focus on. If you focus on another person, chances are you are not going to have the ability to forgive. But Jesus is saying, no, stay with me. Stay with me. Look at what I did. Focus on me. And here it is. Here's what I'm going to tell you, gang. Listen, you will never, ever have to forgive. you got to catch this. You are never going to have to forgive anybody more than what Jesus did to forgive you. Ever. So we've got to keep our eyes on Jesus. Here's the second one. I've got to engage with God first. I gotta get, so this, this one is the action step, kind of, of the first one. I want to keep my eyes on Jesus, but then I have to take a step with God in my life. I've got to root out some of this stuff, and so what we do is we actually take an action step towards God, and that's the first thing uh, that we do is Jesus, and then we take this act. Look at this and what this says in Hebrews. It says, See to it, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. Now, here's what I want to find interesting. Do you know where bitterness actually comes from? It's not the person who hurts you. We think it's the person who... caused. No, no, no. It's refusing to see the grace of God in your life. That's where bitterness comes from. So we've got to engage with God ourselves. By the way, uh, what do these first two steps have to do with the other person? Zippo. Like, that's what we say. Like, we do, we go after these things, and like, we gotta read all this stuff. It has nothing to do with the other person, but that's where it comes from. We gotta receive. You can't give what you didn't receive fully. Like, we gotta receive, make sure we're receiving God's grace, and here's where we land with this because of these two things. Yes. Yes. Gang, Jesus says it so clearly. If you wanna be close to me, if you want to live for me, if you want to live in my economy, you can't wonder if you're going to do it or not. You hear him saying that? Do You hear him saying that? With whatever's going on in your life, he's like, you can't wonder if you're going to forgive. You have to say yes. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm not saying it's going to go right away, but you have to get to yes. Look at what this says. This is kind of helps us here in Colossians 3. It says this. It says, Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. remember. Remember. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Gang, if you are a follower of Christ, you got to listen. you got to take this seriously. Jesus is saying you got to take this seriously, because he doesn't say forgive when you feel like it. You hearing that? He's not saying, hey, you kind of should forgive. He's like, no, no, no. If you want to be in Christ's economy, you must forgive. It's the only way to live, and you know it. And so you've got to land there. Why? Why? Here's why. Just look, look in my eyes. Because forgiven people forgive people. That's what he's saying. Forgiven people, forgive people. Let your your choices lead, and then your feelings will follow. That is not the world's economy, gang. You know what the world says? The world says, no, 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 do what you feel. Do what you feel. That's the better way to go. That's totally opposite from God's economy. God's like, no, no, you can't trust your feelings. You know that. Don't trust how you feel. Don't let that hold you back. I can be trusted. Trust me, not your feelings. Choices lead feelings follow. So you have to land on us. Yes, you can't wonder if you will. And it's not going to be easy sometimes. And and you're not always going to get there right away. So what happens if you don't get there right away? Then here's what I say. Start over. Start over. Get back to Jesus. Keep focusing on Jesus. Get back to engaging God. And then get back to yes and say, can I get there now? And then start over. And then gang, this isn't a magic pill. This isn't a pill you take to forgive in so many cases. It's a process. It's a process. And God is all about the process. He's he's like, if you can trust me, I will get you there. And it it is the path to freedom. It's the path to peace. And here's the good news. This is good. Man, we saw it in the first service already. It was amazing. Like, here's the great thing. This is like, this is already happening right here. Like some of you are already free right now. Like you came in, you came in with unforgiveness. You came out with whatever is going on. And because of this message today, like you are gonna walk out of here free, no longer a prisoner of what unforgiveness did. You're just, it's gonna be that easy for some of you. It's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, and I just believe you're gonna let this thing go. You're gonna let that person go. Uh, you're gonna be challenged or changed. And you're, you're just, and you're not gonna even believe how you're gonna feel after this. I'm telling you, God is going to, because he, he's gonna put a blessing on you. He's like, man, there you are. You're my son, you're my daughter. There it is. Like that's what I did and you. Some of you, it's just going to be like that. For some of you, uh, it's it's not going to be uh, like that. It's not going to be like that. It's like think, but but here's where some of you are. You're like, man, I don't know if I'm there yet. I might have to, but I, I got to get in that process. Like I got to get in that process, man. I, like I got to land on yes. I'm not wavering on that. I know, but the the hurt and the pain, uh, man. I'm telling you, that first service, like I felt, I can't explain it. Like I felt like whew, some big resistance there, and and I almost felt like it just went away, but they weren't all the way there yet, and and. I prayed over a few people. It was amazing what God did right there. But but here's what I gonna tell you. This is what I told him at first. Like, if you're not there yet, that's okay. Can you hear me there with the love that I have for whatever you went through? It's okay. It's okay. Because here's where God, he is so interested in your journey. Like, he is, he, is way, he is just as much interested in your journey as he is in the destination of your life. Do you hear me? Amen to that, everybody. Like He just wants you to take a step because he wants you to trust him. And he always asking is, can you trust me? And you might not land on yes right now, but he's like, just trust me, just trust me, just trust me, take a step. So um, I'm going to pray for us right now, and before we get there, I'm uh, uh, sorry, um, everybody, I gave a key. Like, you got a key if you came in here, and I just want you to, I don't know, I just thought maybe that would be helpful uh, to think about, because what that is, man, I just want you to think about this. Like, you, right now, right now where you are, like, you have the power, you have the power to cancel someone's debt. You have that power. You have the power to unlock that, because of what Jesus did. You have the power to do that. Not only that, more importantly, you actually have the power to set a prisoner free, and that prisoner, everybody, is you. You have the power to do that from unforgiveness and what it's done for you. You have that power. You don't have to. You don't have to stay uh, captive by that anymore, by that person, by that thing. You do not have to do that. God can be trusted in this, and you have the key to that because of what Jesus did for you. Because Jesus never ever said forgive and forget. Do you know what he said? He said, forgive and never forget. Like you forgive and don't ever forget the debt I paid. You forgive and don't forget the freedom that comes from remembering my love and my care and what I did for you and the power that that can unlock through and in you. So don't forgive and forget. Forgive and receive what I want to give to you today. Let's pray. God, man, thank you for... Thank you for just offering the forgiveness that we get uh, for you. That the debt is unbelievable to me. When I, the more I study it and read it, it's overwhelming. The debt that you paid for me because of what you want uh, for me—that you just want, you love me that much that so you forgive me that much debt. God, help us to be transformed by that. Those of us in here who who uh, have received that forgiveness, help us be transformed by that so that we could just be open to your forgive. I, I don't know, just a minute, just to just to think about this and just. Think about the forgiveness you give us. The debt that that you paid, that you just said, I'm not going to hold you to that anymore. I'm not going to hold you to that. Forgive it. Just for us to think about that for a second. Receive it. Hmm. Man. I did not feel so many people still resisting that a little bit, and I just pray, God, that you open something up, illuminate something in there that they could see that this is the freedom they have been looking for, that's been eluding them, that they need. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray they receive first your forgiveness for what they've done so that they can stop holding on to the bitterness and resentment and the things that come in this life that, man, we want to be in your economy, God, and so that we turn around and we forgive others. Help us to be in that process. Some of us are just ready to say yes. Some of us are are not there yet, but help us to get there, God. we love you for that. Thank you for just being with us in that, and and I pray that you help us, God. We love you, uh, and we pray for all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, listen, I know this was a tough message. Uh, I do believe God's doing a work here, and uh, but I do want to say one thing. I'm going to be down here uh, to pray for anybody who wants it. I I would love to do that, to pray over you, Uh, but otherwise, go out there, grab a bag, hunger bag, go sign up for a group, and we'll see you next week.